Welcome to Mind Body Soul Radio, broadcasting from New York City with Mind Body Soul Yoga Studio founder and mystic mama, Alyssa Snow. Awakening, healing, yoga. We're getting real and we're getting gritty because, as they say, no mud, no lotus. And now your host, Alyssa Snow. Hey everybody, this is Alyssa Snow with Mind Body Soul Radio coming at you with my very first podcast. I'm so excited and I have to say a little bit nervous because we're going to talk about following your bliss today. And so before we dive into that, I'd just like to start our podcast with a little invocation. And I'd like to do this every time I start my day with this. And I find it so grounding and so opening that I want to share it with you. And if you would like to add this to your day, well, it's yours. Take it. Take a nice deep breath in wherever you are. And a nice deep breath out. And if you're comfortable, if you're not driving a car and listening to me, close your eyes. I honor the father, the intellect, the healthy problem-solving and psychological mind. I honor my father, all fathers before him and all fathers now. I honor those qualities within him and me and all. I honor the mother, the nurturing, unconditional love of a full heart. I honor my mother, all mothers before her and all mothers now. I honor those qualities within her and me and all. I honor the teacher and the carriers of knowledge that become wisdom. Teachers that come in all forms and all situations, I honor them. I honor the teacher and the wisdom within me and all around me. Life is a teacher and I am its student. I honor God and the loving energy of intentional creation, creation in its natural time. I honor the creation of myself and life all around me. I honor creation as an expression of love. I invite my guides and my teachers, my masters, helper spirits to my life today, to my day, to this podcast, to your life, so that you may infuse my mind and my heart with the light of my soul so I may know to surrender instead of control. Bliss. What an interesting idea. Follow your bliss. We hear this a lot and I wonder what does it mean? Because life is hard and we're often learning from hard situations. And so should we just make it easy? Should we just take the easy road? Is that what bliss means? And so I did some investigation about this. And where did that term come from? And Joseph Campbell, and I encourage you to research him and, and read his books, said, in essence, follow your bliss and doors will open where there were only walls. And so he intuits that following our bliss makes things easier. I'm not sure I agree. And so perhaps that statement is just not complete. When we follow our bliss, perhaps this leads us in a direction like little breadcrumbs towards a greater capacity for ourselves. And so 
what does that mean exactly, practically speaking? So I'll, I'll share a little bit of myself here and, and my hero's journey, if you will, as I introduce myself and this podcast and perhaps gives you a little taste of what exactly that means, following your bliss. And so you may or may not know I'm the owner of Mind Body Soul Yoga Studio in Washington Heights. Studio is about nine years old now, and I'm 45. Not that that has to do with anything, but I am. And probably around, I don't know, 15 years ago, I was working in corporate America, and I was an accountant and a finance person, and I was working for a pop culture magazine. It was a great job, actually, and I worked with great people, and I I made a good deal of money. It was a very generous salary. Um, But I wasn't happy, right? I wasn't blissful. I was going through the motions, and I was making some good money, and I was, you know, enjoying the people, but I wasn't feeling altogether that inspired, by what I was doing. And parallel to my corporate job, I was doing a lot of yoga. And I was taking certification programs, and I was studying, and I was meditating, and I was practicing, and I was experiencing an awakening for me at that time. What do I want to do with my life? And there started to become what felt like a calling, a calling for myself to move in a different direction, to shift, to make a change. And I didn't really know what that change was. I knew that I didn't want to do what I was doing because it wasn't making me happy. I didn't have a strong vision yet for what I wanted to create. But this feeling within me that I needed to do something else was strong. So that started to form. What do I want to do? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? I love yoga. This is this is my bliss, really. I'm I'm doing so much of this. I'm teaching. I'm feeling more myself than I have ever felt before in my life. Let me go there. Let me follow that like a breadcrumb. And because I was in business and because I'm a business person, I thought, huh, I'm gonna open a yoga studio. I'm going to open a yoga studio that's a wellness center and I'm going to create jobs and I'm going to create a community that's dedicated to healing and wellness and awakening and conscious living. And so this vision started to become born within me. I wrote it down. I saw it. I saw it really clearly, actually. And it started to become real in my mind, that this was where I was headed. Now, how I was going to do this, I had no idea, because I was a single woman living in New York City on a six-figure salary, spending all of it, mind you. (laughs) And how was I going to make that leap? I didn't have savings. I wasn't very good at saving. I've never really been very good at saving. I'm really good at spending. And so I didn't have resources, but I had an idea. I had a vision. And I just held it in my heart. And I waited. And there came a time where my yoga teacher wanted to expand her business. And we were friends. And I was studying with her. 
And she said, well, why don't you come and manage my yoga studio and learn how to do it? And I thought, huh, okay, how much money do I really need to live on? So I looked at my budget, I calculated exactly how much I needed. I didn't need six figures. And I came up with a number and I gave it to her and she said, okay, I could do that. Let's do it. And so here became this opportunity, this moment in time where I could take the leap. I could leave this corporate job and start along this path towards my vision, towards my bliss. This is how I saw it, towards my bliss. Yoga, running a yoga studio, my dream. And so I did it. I leapt. I was scared. I was nervous. My father said to me, okay, can you handle the volatility of not having direct deposit every other week? I was like, sure, I could do that. No problem. How hard could it be? (laughs) And so there marked the beginning of a hero's journey for me, if you will, where I embarked upon following my bliss and seeing what that journey if you will, was all about. So it's been about 12 years since that idea came to fruition, since I left that job, and since I embarked upon following my bliss. And I'm here to report that this isn't the easier road. In fact, it's the harder road. And so if you can imagine two two choices for yourself, two roads. And there's following your bliss. Look down at this road and it's dark and it's got a lot of curves and you can't really see where it's going because it's got so many curves and ups and downs and it's mysterious. And then there's this other road and it's like an eight line, eight lane highway and it's as wide as can be and as straight as can be and you can see that forever. You can see where it's going. That's the safe way. Following your bliss is that dark, windy road where we can't see where it's going. I didn't know this at the time, by the way. I just jumped. I was, I don't know, overly optimistic. I kind of had a little bit of optimism disease, maybe. I thought, how hard could this be? This is amazing. I know business. How hard could it be to run a business? How hard could it all be? I love yoga. It's going to be great. And so my conquering of the fear, if you will, wasn't so huge in the beginning. And so when I ultimately opened the business, I started it small in a sweet little space in Washington Heights that was just me teaching 14 yoga classes a week. Also working a part-time job to make some money because at that point I wasn't managing my yoga teacher's studio anymore. And so it began this vision that I had. It started. It became real. Mind, body, soul, yoga studio became manifest. And then started this journey of following my bliss. And so what I learned, so many things I learned from following my bliss was that the very act of following your bliss provides ample opportunities 
to go deeper into yourself. And so in the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell talks about slaying a dragon, right? So the hero essentially takes the leap. He answers the calling or she answers the calling. She takes the leap into following her bliss. And then she's confronted or initiated, if you will, with their fears, challenges, problems, everything. It's not easy. And so as I progressed in my journey, I realized it wasn't so easy to run a business. It wasn't so easy to follow my bliss. It wasn't so easy, in fact, to make my spiritual practice my business. And so one of the things that showed up in terms of a dragon, if you will, was money. The story of money. And so I had been making a lot of money previously and now with my father's wise words <laughs> vibrating in my mind can you handle the volatility i realized oh that's what he meant money doesn't always come in predictably money often has to go out predictably but money doesn't always come in predictably and now many of you listening may realize that money is a phenomenal teacher because it brings up all of our stuff. It brings up our issues with self-worth. It brings up our issues of trust, control, surrender. And so as I grew my yoga studio, I did so with debt. And so I'm not sure yet where I sit right now, whether I regret that or not. And I don't want to actually regret anything because, well, that's a waste of energy. I do get that. But it did make my experience harder. And it did make my road rockier. But it also made all of my lessons richer. And so as I grew my business using debt, I neglected to mention I have a wonderful husband who is debt averse. Oh boy, does he hate debt. Oh my goodness. And so growing my business using debt challenged my husband on such a great level. It made us deal with our sort of different attitudes towards money and how to bring those together. And that was not easy, by the way. It wasn't a pretty process. It was a hard process. It brought up a lot of anger. It brought up a lot of resentment. It brought up a lot of fear in both of us to have to talk about how we perceive abundance, how we perceive success, how we wanted a life together and what was that going to look like. And so as, as this progressed, I got secretive. I got secretive about the debt with him. I got pride, proud. And I became inauthentic. 
mostly because I feared disappointing him or hurting him. But there was a period of time growing my business where I was so set on this vision and set on controlling the outcome that I became deeply out of alignment with my integrity. I took on credit card debt when I said I didn't. I paid myself even when I couldn't afford to, so my husband would think that the business was better than it was. And I dug holes, and more holes, and more holes. And I hid my head in the sand because I didn't want to see. I wanted it all to be okay because I had a lot of pride, you know. I was a good business person. I could make this work. Meanwhile, I wasn't practicing yoga. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't at all practicing what I preached. I was smoking pot and <sighs> avoiding. Pretending that it was all going to get better. We're going to grow, we're going to grow, we're going to grow. It's going to be great. And on the surface, from everyone else's standpoint, it probably was great. It was doing well. But I was miserable. There was no bliss here. There was no happiness. There was no joy. There were a lot of dragons. There was a lot of fire. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of darkness. And I didn't understand. I didn't understand why. I thought, this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Why is this so fucking hard? Shit. Why is this so hard? I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And so little by little, I started to, to realize this process it wasn't pretty. It was ugly. <laughs> but it was about my own awakening. It was about my, with the evolution of my consciousness. It was not about finding and following my bliss necessarily. It was about being my bliss, loving and accepting myself as I was. Being truthful, being honest, and being in full integrity. And all of those things I wasn't really being. Not at home, not with my husband, not with the person that mattered the most. And so I fessed up one day in the park. I fessed up. I fessed up to the whole thing. I fessed up to my level of debt. I fessed up that I really couldn't afford to be paying what I was paying myself. I told the whole truth. And then I held my breath. <laughs> And that act, that courage in that moment to move forward and tell the truth, despite my fear of his reaction, of anger, of disappointment, of betrayal, all of these things that I, I did. But the inauthenticity and the lack of integrity was more painful, ultimately. 
And so that landed us straight into marriage counseling, <laughs> which was good because that actually started a process of healing. And, you know, staying safe will not get you where you want to be. And in my case, not telling the truth and keeping all of this stuff to myself was safe. And I needed, again, courage and to slay that dragon. Stop fighting my reality and just accept my reality because I wasn't really happy with where I was financially or otherwise. I wasn't happy with how I was handling my stress. I wasn't happy with how I was doing anything, really. And so this became the process of shifting into alignment. I'll use that word, alignment. A little bit at a time. We went to marriage counseling and we became clear with each other as to what our true reality was financially and with the business. We cleaned things up a little bit. And then my priority became me taking care of me, finding authenticity and integrity. If I'm a yoga teacher, I damn well better be practicing yoga. If I'm teaching mindfulness, well, I should be mindful. If I'm teaching meditation, well, I should be meditating. And so I wanted to be that teacher, that woman who was going to practice what she preached, who was going to live the words that she spoke. And so I started to become more in alignment with myself. And this is where the doors started to open, where there were only walls. This is where magic started to happen. Because with all of my financial stress, money started to arrive. Really, very interesting. Money started to arrive when I needed it. Debts started to get paid little by little, lots by lots. And that leap of being truthful not just with my husband, but with myself, was the beginning of that. Was beginning of that bliss that I thought that I was following. And so when I started to realize is that the business that I had, this idea of opening up a business, that wasn't the bliss. That had nothing to do with anything. This was just a little breadcrumb, right? Just a little little marker on the path. This was just a sign. Go in this direction. Head here. This is where all the juicy lessons are for the evolution of your consciousness. This is where you will go to lead you to your greatest self which by the way, I'm not at yet. So I'm still on the path. I'm still journeying. I'm still following this bliss. 
But I think sometimes we, we hear this term, bliss, and we think, oh, it's going to be easy. It's going to make me happier. My life would be so much better if I could just do that. And I don't, I don't believe it works that way. There is a reason why the lotus grows in the mud. Because the mud, the darkness, the difficulties, the dragons that we have to slay, is where all the magic is. It's where all the lessons are. It's where all the growth is. Staying safe in our life doesn't equal growth. It's staying asleep. It's when we take chances. It's when we open our hearts. It's when we finally start to tell ourselves truths that we didn't want to tell ourselves. Joseph Campbell also said, the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. And so, can we be unapologetically real and authentically us? Even when that real and authentically us is ugly to us. Even when we have shame. Even when we're embarrassed. Even when we don't like ourselves very much. Can we be real with those feelings? Can we be real with that state of being? Instead of numbing, instead of drugging or drinking or shopping or sexing or video gaming or whatever it is you do, we do to distract from that feeling, can we face that fear? How big can we show up for ourselves? How courageous can we be in those moments? And ultimately, you know, we're... Maybe we're not slaying a dragon. Maybe we, maybe we don't need to fight at all. Maybe ultimately it's just about surrender and trust. Loving the dragon. Loving it. And so what I came to realize is that this cash flow storyline of my professional life as a teacher, as a grand teacher, because it brought up so much within me that needed to go. It needed to be released. My pride about how successful I was. My shame about debt and owing. My ego about being some great grand business person my desire to be an authentic and honest teacher. All of that needed to be brought up into the sunlight to see and to release. And so following my bliss way back when I thought was opening up a yoga studio was just something different. It was leading me in a direction to my greatest evolution. It was learning to love myself 
despite all these mistakes that I made, it was conquering fears. You know, I still have fear. Cash flow can still be a kind of a problem or a challenge. But I have a different relationship with it now than I did, you know, six years ago. First of all, I'm truthful. Truthful with myself, truthful with my family, truthful and authentic about the reality of the inner workings of running a brick-and-mortar business in New York City. But more than that, I trust. I trust that somehow, I don't know how, but somehow it's all going to work out. The money will come. Or it won't. But either way, I'm going to be okay. Because I love myself. I love myself as I am. Because I have my practice. And I know that my practice is authentic. And deep. I know that I mean the words that I say. I know that my heart is true. And so this allows me the greater capacity for surrendering. The greater capacity for trust. Now when I say greater capacity for surrendering, greater capacity for trust, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm always in a state of surrender and I'm always in a state of trust, right? Because, well... To be honest, I'm just not there. I try, but it's but it's a little bit of effort, right? A little bit of effort. But it's easier to access. It's easier because there's truth. The truth of my reality within me and around me are the same. And so I share this, my little hero's journey, in hopes that maybe you resonate a little bit, in hopes that perhaps any tough time that you're experiencing right now, you'll know is part of the magic of being great. Part of the journey of being our own hero. Part of the journey of being human. Because following your bliss, it's not, it's not bullshit. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a signpost. Go this way. Head in this direction. Follow this light and see the magic that happens. And you'll find that you'll have these adventures in life. And life will be richer, more interesting. And what you thought 
was possible is blown right out of the water because your experiences are far beyond what you could have thought when you initially made that leap. When I initially started my yoga studio, I had no idea the capacity for awakening that this process was bringing me, is still bringing me. I'm still in it. So this is what this podcast is, you guys. It's about this. It's about our lives and the journey and the trials and the tribulations of our lives as fertile ground for our own awakening, for our own growth and the evolution of our consciousness. Yoga is not an Instagram post with a pretty pose. Meditation is not like sitting in Costa Rica on the beach at sunset or sunrise looking all pretty. It's none of those things. It's harder. A little messier. A little more interesting. And so I hope that you'll join me in listening about what's possible when we bring an alignment of mind and body and soul into awareness and we follow our bliss. I hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for listening. See you next time.